Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Taylor Ragland and Brian Murphy. Uh, gentlemen, for the first time since December, let's talk some football. Uh, spring workouts are uh, they're, uh, they're the hot thing going on right now this month. Everybody is uh, rounding out the, uh, the latest phase of their off-seasons and with spring games in the, uh, in the works for a number of our schools. Let's uh, kind of use this forum as a time to uh, offer up a little bit of a primer, just some of the things that are going to be uh, on our radar as as we um, as we work through uh, work through the month of May and through the end of the uh, of spring football time, um, so Brian, we were just talking. First, go Lone Star, man. They uh, you know another uh, another year of the Rangers having to reload some pretty uh, some pretty key skill positions. So, what is um kind of picking up from there? What is um, what is one key storyline as you uh, as you guys dive into spring football coverage? So, there's so many storylines with this team going into this year because it all starts with Julian Larry. You know his decision to stick with with basketball him going to the high school announced that a couple months ago so and then it was like all right well we've got to fill in a quarterback mm-hmm. well luckily uh they'll have three-star quarterback uh move in from tom ball memorial and chandler gabon uh he just picked up a pair of offers last night okay. uh dartmouth i believe was one of them and ah. columbia was the other i have to double check on that one but i know he got dartmouth he got those two he's also has he's a smart kid <laughs> he is he's a smart guy he's got louisiana tech as well yeah. uh nevada so he's got some d1 mm. offers like i said a three-star uh three-star quarterback last year um, at Tomball, he threw for over 2,000 yards, had 16 touchdowns. Uh, he ran for almost 500 yards as well. So he's a, he's a dual-threat guy, led them to the playoffs. You know, you have Marvin Mims coming back. Um, he has offers from every every school in the book, mm-hmm. you know, one of the top receivers in the state. Uh, you have the defensive player of the district as well, and Jalen Ford at linebacker coming back. They have a lot of guys coming back. They've already qualified for the state 7-on-7 tournament at the Frisco SQT a few weekends ago. Okay. Frisco Lone Star, they're they're relocked and reloaded uh, next year. Their offense was a, was a bit of um, the struggle point for that team last year. Their defense was so good, as we talked about and saw so many times last year. You know, holding, stifling so many po- opponents like Highland Park, but their offense had a hard time to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, but now this year, I think you know they'll they'll answer that call with you know some the struggles they had on offense with Galban and Marvin Mims for his senior season and. And stuff like that. I think they'll they'll be a dangerous team in that district and, and challenge you know the colony who has a bunch of you know D one studs on all across their team mm-hmm. as well. So I'm still the team to beat as far as Frisco ISD goes. I see in Division One. See that that's well in Division One. Yes, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Reedy they have a lot of pieces to pick up. Mm-hmm. You know, quarterback along that offensive line. They graduate a few guys. They still have Nate Anderson, 
who uh, just recently committed to OU. Absolutely. I feel like all my players, all my marquee players commit to Oklahoma, and obviously <laughs> Matt's and That's not OU a bad grad. thing. <laughs> That's not a bad thing uh, at So all. They, they still have some guys. Reedy's not going to be bad by any means, but I don't know if Reedy's that. Because I'd say two years ago, the clear-cut first guy SD leader was Lone Star mm-hmm. in football. And then last year, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was Reedy. You know, that's all I'll say. Uh, now, this year, I think it's more of an even playing field. I think Frisco Lone Star can regain that. But, I mean, they'll never play each other next year, so we'll, we don't have to have to go too far into that. But, yeah, no, Lone Star, I think they'll be even better, mainly on the yeah. offense. Over in uh, over in District 96A, Taylor, um, there's a team that, um, that you're about to talk about that I think is hands-on one of the most fascinating programs right now in the state of any that we cover, just because... I'm just anxious to see what now they've got the head coach hired. Yep. And now it's just a question of what's uh, what is it going to take to get Plano West football back on the map. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a it, it's a weird off season for me in general. All of my programs, except for Plano West, are trying to replace quarterbacks. But obviously, Plano West takes precedence with hiring a new head coach and, and coming off back to back winless seasons. I believe the number is is O for the last twenty six overall. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, it's it's uh, they've been a, they've been down in the doldrums a little bit of, of uh, high school football, and it's weird, like you said, because it's the the second biggest school in Texas. I mean, you would think that the talent is there, um, the base is there, and, and that you could have some success, but but the reality is that it feels like somewhere along the way, whether it was Scott Smith's fault or not, I don't, I don't necessarily know. It's, it's probably a lot of cooks in the kitchen that, that led to this kind of um, this, this dish that, that, that didn't turn out at all as far as players coming up through the system, wanting to stay at Plano West, wanting to be a, uh, you know, a wolf and, and be a part of the wolf pack and, and be a part of the program. And that's been you know, new head coach Tyler Sukup's kind of main goal. You know, he's, he's talked a lot about going down to the feeder schools, really trying to engage the community as a whole, trying to keep kids at Plano West and, and build a program, establish some continuity, get mm-hmm. some, some positive feelings going again. And it'll start with, we're recording this on Wednesday, their spring game will be uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Um, and it'll start you know, kind of with the conclusion of this spring practice season and his first at the helm and, and kind of instilling his um, you know, identity and, and the way he wants things run. But you know, I think as far as X's and O's, I think they have to develop a better passing game. I think they have to figure out a way to move the ball in the air. Um, they really weren't able to do it, even though they have some they have some talented pieces. I mean, you look at a guy like Tavares Garland, you look at some other receivers that they have, they have some pieces. I don't think Danny Davis um, is, is a terrible quarterback. He's a really athletic kid, dual sport athlete. I think if they roll with him under center again, um, he has the potential to, you know, to do good things, but it's going to be all about watching what Sukup can do with the program as a whole, how quickly he can get them to kind of buy in to what he wants to do and and from the sounds of it from people that I've talked to things have changed a lot just in his you know you know several months on the job now as mm-hmm. far as the work they're putting in um, the things that they're being asked to do on their own just kind of the culture of, of work and and being more willing to go above and beyond not that that didn't exist but it's hard when you've lost 26 games in a row sometimes to kind of get yourself up so maybe you know changing head coaches was was kind of a spark that they needed but it could really go any number of directions. So it's it's going to be, I think, more than even the players on the field, which are obviously the, the important part, and the people that go play and, and hopefully win football games. It's going to be about how quickly he kind of gets that entire program to buy in, gets it all gelled together, um, and, and kind of leaves his stamp on it and what he wants to do as far as, like I said, making people excited about playing football at Plano West again. So critical year. You know, I, I don't expect... 
you know, them to turn around and go, you know, undefeated this year. That's not going to happen. It's not realistic. It's going to be a long process. But anything's possible. <laughs> sure, but you know, it's going to take. It's baby steps, yeah. right? And I think he's already made some of the right ones. We'll see at the spring game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just what some of the talent looks like, but. Yeah, it's it's going to be about that kind of incremental advantage and incremental building of of the program that he wants. And you know, on the surface, seems like a good hire, but it's all pretty much up in the air. Mm. That's a it's going to be a huge storyline to watch for sure. Did y'all just say that Wes is going to beat Allen? This year? That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I got. Heard it here yeah, first. It's possible. <laughs> Speaking of Allen, um, so yeah, the uh, you know we're kind of using the uh, this form to talk about teams whose spring games are yet to come and whatnot, and just kind of an idea of what to look for. Well, the uh, the two schools that I uh, that I primarily cover, Allen and Plano Senior, they've already had their spring games, um, and since Allen um, Allen's was last night, they moved that up from uh, from Thursday to Tuesday just so they could get some better support for the uh, for the baseball team in their uh, in their third round playoff series. So um so I saw Allen's spring game last night and since that's relatively fresh on the brain um just uh, some takeaways from that. It was maybe it's just because it's been I mean mid December when they uh, when the state you know the state semifinal against Duncanville took place it feels like an eternity ago with mm-hmm. all the stuff that happens in this jobs <laughs> over um you know just over a span like that. But when I got when I had Allen's roster um you know emailed yesterday and just taking a look over it I mean I just I was oh my god I couldn't I couldn't even recall just how many guys they had lost from last mm-hmm. season. It is such a new team, and even by um, you know Allen standards, a program that is you know traditionally known to kind of reload a bit quicker than most, just given the uh, you know the wealth of, of students that they have to draw from. I mean, this is I was just looking over the all district list. They had twenty two kids make the all district list. Nineteen of them are not there anymore. Wow. I mean, are two was, of them the the greens? <laughs> it was um, Bryson Green's one of them. Bryson Green was a was a second team pick last year. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it is. This season is. It's a completely different Allen team from. I mean, I. I'm sure there's been years when Allen has lost lots of kids to graduation, but it does feel like this season has a, a much different vibe than uh, the normal. You're hearing the word the word young and inexperienced being thrown around, and it's just two words that you don't normally apply to a program like Allen. So it made last night's spring game. I mean, a first look at a team that's probably going to be. Um, you kind of have to judge this team a little bit different from uh, from its predecessors, and um, you know, as far as kind of where they might be at, you know, um, you know, next season relative to other teams that have had that immediate state championship bust expectation. That doesn't change it, Allen, but nevertheless, though, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this team evolves relative to other ones where you didn't have just this wealth of, you know, four- and five-star athletes that were um, that were already there, already had years of experience under their belts, and you're looking at, I mean, the entire offensive line is going to be brand new, and I believe the entire defensive line might be brand new, too. I mean, just all those names in the trenches, positional groups that have been kind of the identity of that well, yeah, for so long. That's so much of what they do is wearing you down yeah. inside. And uh, yeah, to just uh, to not have you know uh, just names that have been through the uh, through the fire and you know have significant uh, you know significant varsity reps, it's um, it's going to be a different look. And then you've got a player like Raylan Sharp, who was um, you know who if you got to if you decided to stick around in the second half of uh, of any of the, uh, yeah. the more lopsided games on Allen's schedule last year, you got to see Raylan Sharp in mop up duty, and um, you were almost guaranteed at least one 40, 50 yard run yep. from the uh, you know the electrifying backup quarterback. And he was you know quarterback in the first unit last night and got to 
show off a little bit of a, a little bit of a quick passing game. Add a couple deep, uh, you know, deep balls to the uh, to the Green Twins, you know, uh, Bryson and Blaine. That's probably honestly above all the the uh, positional group where they're most solidified. Is even though they did graduate Theo Weiss, who is arguably the best receiver to ever play at Allen, um, they're still going to be pretty well stocked at receiver just because of Blaine and Bryson Green, two kids who are going to be entering their junior year. They're both you know Division One prospects. They both have you know double digit offers. I believe all from I believe it's like. 17 or 18 schools, and they've each offered both of the yep. uh, both of the twins. Um, you know, they're uh, just two just physical workhorses on the outside, and they each had touchdown catches last night. Um, you, you, know, you got players like you know Darian Sherfield, who was a contributor for them last year. Grant Robinson, who was their number two running back, he was operating out of the slot last night at receiver. Um, it's a it's a much different configuration. You know, you've got Raylan Sharp and his how his you know skill set jives versus a player like Grant Tisdale, who is much of a mm-hmm. a much more physical runner. Whereas you know, uh, Sharp brings a. Uh, I mean, he's a track. He's a track athlete. Yeah. So he brings an element of just breakaway speed that they haven't had since, I mean, since Kyler Murray. So it'll just be interesting to see how this, um, yeah, how this offense evolves, how this defense with just all the inexperience that they have. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, kind of just brace yourselves because it's, it's an Allen team that is just. It's going to look so different from the Allen teams that we've had in recent years. And ultimately, I don't know what that means as far as their bottom line. I mean, this is a program that's been to the state semifinals for what six, seven consecutive years. I mean, the bar is incredibly mm-hmm. high, and it's still going to be, um, but it's a team that's definitely up against a little bit more than they have in uh, you know in recent memory. Um, let's see. So what's the floor for Allen this year? What would you say? Um, it's... It's so I've, hard I've, to only, tell. I've only seen them in the spring game, it's and it's impossible. Yeah. To, it's impossible to draw any sort of like wholesale empirical opinion on a team through just watching a spring game, where the schemes are going to be so vanilla and generic, and they're holding. They were holding out, you know, yeah. guys who are going to be key contributors mm-hmm. if they were, you know, nicked up or whatnot. So we'll learn quickly though next season because they get Cedar Hill, which is going to be a, a solid Cedar Hill team, and then you get uh, Dickinson down from the Pearland area making the trip up north, and they get two teams that are going to uh, give them a nice test right out of the shoot just to kind of see where they're at um you know it's uh, you know i say this now that despite the uh, the question marks you know it's still a team that i'm you know when, the, when it's time to you know to you know, on the picket line to yeah. flood who we think's going to win week one i'm just yeah. you're almost conditioned to go with them you have to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. regardless just because they haven't lost a regular yeah. season game since 2012 yeah so, so they will reload yeah. they certainly will it'll just be i think it's more about a transition and just being a different feeling team mm-hmm. than being worse or bad they will certainly be worse Mm -hmm. and and more inexperienced but what does Allen worse mean you know what I mean that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to be you know a state title contender again Mm -hmm. Means just maybe just by winning by less, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, and so that's at least uh, at least on our radar. Some of the storylines that are released um, come top of mind for us is uh, spring football keeps on rolling this month, and we got Devin Hassan, Justin Thomas, Kendrick Johnson, who have some takes, some thoughts on programs in their uh, respective markets, and we will see what they have to say after a word from this sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Welcome back to the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. As you've seen, we've done a little line change. I'm Justin Thomas, Denton County Sports Reporter, and I'm being joined by Devin Hassan and Kendrick Johnson. McKinney and in the house. McKinney. <laughs> Mesquite Rowlett. Rowlett. And we are continuing our kind of precursor look at spring football here. Some camps going on, some games, spring games going on this week. So um, just kind of 
look at some storylines that have kind of us interested in football right now with baseball and softball uh, rolling on. We're going to take a quick break and look at football here. So, Mr. McKinney. All's happening, McKinney. How do you have time to think about football right now? you got (laughs) softball and baseball everywhere. Hey, hey, that $70 million palace got to have some talented teams there, so (laughs) they're working hard. The storyline from each team, I'll start with McKinney. I did a, um, if you looked at the McKinney Curry Gazette edition on Sunday, I'm doing the faces of the program. Each program has their face. The face for McKinney, since they have a new roster, even though they went to the playoffs, is the coach, Mr. Marcus Shavers. Who's going to emerge as the face of the program and can they lead them even further than the by district they've been the last two years? That is the real question with the McKinney Lions. They're working hard and getting at it. I can guarantee you they won't start off 0-5 this year. Coach Shaver will not have it on his watch once again. I move over to their, their crosstown rival, McKinney Boyd. Kendrick's already investigated schedules and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no way in 5 Oh, no way. <laughs> They um they have new coach coach Joe McBride. They're the wild card. Nobody knows what kind of offense or anything. Former Capel AD and head coach. He gave me a shout. I said, "Tell JT that's my guy. What's up?" <laughs> but, I mean, he got called you JT. I'm like, "Yo, they must be cool." <laughs> but we're gonna see what kind of offense. How they're gonna figure this version of Boyd's gonna figure in um, District Nine Six A. The last three years combined, they have won seven games. So there's nowhere to go but up. I think if they lead on to Tyler Shaw, who's one of the best athletes, who's been a, been a three-year varsity starter, he went both ways last year. He's going to be exclusive running back. I think that's going to be a big difference because he's a potential for a thousand five hundred yard back, fifteen touchdown type guy. Last but not least, the um, McKinney North Bulldogs. They have the best player in um, McKinney. I said it. Brandon Frazier. This kid's got 24 offers. Can go anywhere from LSU to Oklahoma State, Arkansas. Don't know where he's leaning. He won't even tell me. Brandon, let Star Local News know first. But the, uh, <laughs> from a team aspect, McKinney North will be in the mix. They can have a chance to uh, win a district title. But it's going to be, can they stop somebody? The three years I've covered this program, they've put up 40 points every year for the season with a different cast of characters. Props to Coach um, Harden for um, calling those crazy plays. But can they stop people? As Devin know in that district, you got to stop somebody if you want to win games with the John Tylers and the Poteets of the world. So the seeing how good their defensive line and their secondary, because they're going to put up points, can they stop somebody is going to be the key. Wouldn't you say that? Oh, with it, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's but they're, but they're right there. They're they're with that upper group. In, oh, they're in, in the that mix. district, <laughs> and so that yeah, I think it's going to come down. It's going to be an interesting district once again. You mentioned kind of recruiting there, and that's kind of what has me jazzed up a little bit. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of coaching changes or turnover in market in my markets, um, but things are heating up at the colony on the rec- recruiting circuit, and it's pretty entertaining. Um, I'm really interested to see. The Colony's skilled players, obviously they have a lot of talented players Miles all, Price, all around. Miles watch Friday night. They got special. I saw him as a sophomore, so don't tell him what level he's at now. So they're going to be loaded at the skill positions. They have Mikey Harrington back uh, at quarterback for his third year. He just picked up an East Central offer, so he's starting to get some more looks on the recruiting ta- trail. You got big junior or rising senior receiver Keith Miller. He recently committed to Kansas am- amongst numerous Division One offers. And then... The aforementioned Miles Price. He's one got best, over, one of the best players in the state. Over 20 offers, two-way player, super athletic, um, just competed, finished fifth at the state uh, meet in the long jump in 5A. So you know about his athleticism there. He just recently got an old Miss offer. 
And then you got the guy that's catching up, turning heads right now, Christian Gonzalez, uh, wide receiver, also just competed in the state meet, finished sixth in the 200. He's got over 30 offers. He just got a Bama offer last week. Tell me, <laughs> it, 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 on, a, on a Friday night, so we know the impact that Miles Spice makes. Does this guy, the uh, Miller guy, does he have a chance to make a difference maker? Because he doesn't flash on you, at least the times I've seen though. He flashed on the uh, Sports Center top 10 with his one handed <laughs> <Yeah>. grab, if <laughs> you recall, against Reedy, Reedy earlier in the year. So, yeah, he's definitely flashed. And then Christian Gonzalez is just a uh, just an athlete. He's just a, a speed demon. He's really uh, rising up the ranks. So I, I'm sure you're going to be seeing him worked into the offense a little more, finding some different wrinkles to get him some more touches. Because I mean, when you have you know last year they had Jaden Amdala at running back. You have Miles Price, you know, on jet sweeps, a receiver. You have the big physical Keith Miller. So. Really interested to see how they're going to get more touches. How Co- they're Coach Rand- Randell got a loaded deck. Yeah, he's got a lot of. He's <laughs> got some, to Rudy. He's, he's got some horses. He's just got to figure out how to each keep them happy and get them the ball because there's a lot of touches <laughs> to go around there. But this, if you know, if the offensive line gels, this has the chance to be one of the most dynamic offenses in the whole state with with what they have at their uh, skill positions. Devin, what are you thinking about? You know, there, there's a lot of intriguing storylines. Uh, I mean, just to, as far as my coverage area goes, I mean, Saxe, you know, has won three straight district championships undefeated. Um, can they keep that rolling? Rowlett has a Garland IST record with 14 straight playoff appearances. Um, looking to extend that. Uh, out in Mesquite, we got two new head coaches. Um, Chris Hudler at Horn and Roddy McLean out at Poteet. So, you know, they're going to go through. These are two perennial playoff teams. How are they going to handle that transition? Um, but I think what, what really jumps out to me is Mesquite High School. Uh, you know, under uh, head coach Jeff Fleener, uh, this, they're going to be going into his third season. And Mesquite's got a, you know, a, a weird history. You know, they made, the, they made the playoffs in 1941. And they didn't get back until 1974. How many schools go 33 years between play- when you're the when that was still when they were mostly yeah. a one horse town back yeah. then? Um, obviously, the rules were different with just one team getting in and whatnot. But Mesquite's never really had that consistent um, playoff presence that that say a Garland does, or say like you know some of these other schools that have been around the Highland Park that they were as competitive with and stuff like that. But they did from 1998 to 2013. They did make the playoffs 11 times. Uh, that was the kind of the consistency that they were looking for, uh, something they, they thought they had the talent to do. Obviously, they won the state championship in 2001, making the state semifinals in 1999. But since then, they've kind of fallen on some rocky times. Well, Jeff Fleener, in his first year, went 1-9. and nine. And, um, you know, by his own account, he said, we just weren't physically ready to compete with teams in our district. I mean, that includes Longview, the reigning state champion, and Rockwall, the dynamic you know, offense they have, and a pretty old playoff team in Horn. Um, so they really committed to the weight room in the offseason, and you can see the results on the field. They come they go from 1-9, and nine, and they make the playoffs last year out of that district, which top to bottom is one of the best in the state. And so I'm really am kind of curious to see how they build on that and see what the third step is going to be. Um, because they they believe that they have the talent to be a perennial playoff team like they were from that little period from 98 to 2013. Uh, Coach Fleener believes it, uh, and they have some talent. I mean, Dylan McGill you know, kind of grew up at quarterback last season as the season went on. Ladarius Turner is one of the best running backs that no one ever talks about. Uh, averages nearly seven yards a carry. Wow. I look for him to have a breakout season in terms of. Nobody talks about him with seven yards a carry. You know, there's so many great running backs in this area. Uh, but you know, Mesquite again, they were kind of flying under the radar last year. Not much, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, after coming off a one and nine season, not much was expected from them. They made that jump. I look for them to make another jump this year. Uh, I think the talent's there. Uh, I think now Coach Fleener again with his third year, he's got his program in place from you know not just freshman sophomore 
junior, but you know, down in the feeder schools, um, they're all believing in that system. So really want to see what Mesquite does this year and see if they can get back to being that kind of perennial playoff team. Do you, do you think they have a chance to swing on the bully that is long? Because uh, as uh, like you, I know a lot of people across the state. Everybody's expecting to see rematches at both six A's. People think Westbrook and because both teams were ahead for them, Westbrook and Longview, and then both Duncanville and um, North Shore had strong junior classes. Everybody expecting to see because never happened in both classification yeah. rematches. You know, long you know Longview's going to be tough. Obviously, you know Haynes King going back at quarterback, and, and you know they, you know Coach King, John King out there is just you know they win the district they win. title they went 12 yeah, games a year every year they went by 12 games a year yeah i mean they just got they've got a, a tremendous program out there so you know it's, it's going to take steps um but they've done it in the past they've toppled longview before uh several years ago so longview's not i, I don't think he's set your sights necessarily on the reigning state <laughs> champions in, in terms of uh if we don't you know this is a you know make or break game but you know i certainly think that they can comp- contend for that uh you know second or third spot along with you know rockwell horn's going to be good again rockwell Heath is solid tyler lee's a, a program that's you know under kurt trailer that's really coming along strong uh, north mesquite you know they're in a kind of a transition uh I hey, he's in transition because I was at the baseball game. I saw the new uh, baseball, I mean, the new football coach for Rockwell Heath. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but Rockwell Heath has always had solid talent oh. across the board, too. So, I mean, again, that, that's a tough district. But, you know, I, I think that I think that Mesquite can build on what they were able to do last year. They got a lot of guys back. Uh, there's some holes to fill in the defensive line and whatnot. But uh, a lot of talent on, on, in that back seven on the defense and obviously at the skilled positions on offense. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on here? Got a lot. We, we had a lot yeah. of discussions. I mean, it's it's a lot of you know, play right now. High, huh? You know, high school football is a, is a year-round talking subject. Um, we got a lot and, to talk and, about even in the summertime. And, and I'm sure once we get out, you know, I, I think most spring games haven't happened yet. I yeah, think I think I've only had one of mine. So yeah, I've seen the people next week, that flash so. like, "What were you last spring? What were you uh, Friday nights?" And you see them a lot better throughout the season. Just some kids like. Bro, you were like 185 last year. What you doing weighing 215? Yeah, so, so. I, I, I think as we make our rounds here the next couple yeah. of weeks and start seeing some of these spring games, we'll have a lot, more, the blue, a, lot, a lot more to talk about with some, some of these kids that we haven't seen, some of these newcomers, and then just kind of some of the changes that are going on in, at each yeah. campus. I like coming because I like seeing that, like, uh, I call it the camp kids. Kids like, he's got 22 offers. He runs a 4-4, but he can't catch a ball. So I'm like, <laughs> how's that going to work? Got to go out there and break it down for yourself. Well, that's yeah. why you have Friday nights coming up. So <laughs> yeah. a little uh, tease at what you guys might have coming your way on Thursday, future Thursday podcast as uh, spring football kind of ramps up and then shuts down pretty quickly right after that. So. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for today's edition. Thanks for again for joining us on the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. For Kendrick and Devin, I'm Justin. You guys have a good weekend and enjoy some softball and baseball playoffs this weekend. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? 
Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.